I want to ask, give the opportunity to ask questions this morning about anything. We'll just chat a little bit and see what uh, what comes of it. I think uh, tonight is the last last program. So, have any questions, anyone? Yes, Prego. Guru Maharaj, I read uh, some time ago, I read, read a bit in Ram Krishna, Katamrita, Ram Krishna's story. And, and uh, at that time, that was the end of the 19th century. He wasn't a Gaudiya, but in everything he spoke and, and uh, his teachings and so forth, it's full of Gaudiya Vaishnavism, mm-hmm. because it was such an important part of Bengali culture. Mm-hmm. And the same in Rabindranath Thakur's songs. But today it's almost completely disappeared. In Bengal? Yeah, like in, in this, I mean in the common culture. So how do you, how do you view the future of, of Gaudiya Vaishnavism? Mm-hmm. What's your, your vision of, of, of the future of Gaudiya Vaishnavism? Well, it's interesting that you bring that up, because I'm developed an interest to do a little bit of uh, research about Indian history in general. And, um, of course, about that time period as well, which I'm not, so I'm not familiar with the, with the state of the consciousness or the, the leading thought currents of, of West Bengal. I know it had communist influence, and and um, I know there's some some things that have been written about Bengal and about India in general by thinking people of India with regard to the colonialism and um, and um, from a postmodern perspective, with the idea that. Um, West and the British try to impose their own idea on um, on Indian culture and, and including the whole Western scientific like world view. I just heard about that. Anyone who will follow up on it, but I'm not anyway familiar with current like thought, if you will, in India. And uh, and Bengal always has had many writers and thinkers and poets and, and and whatnot, so there'd probably be some good sources there. It's a shame that that Gaudiya Vaishnavism is not uh, prominent in Bengal. I don't know if there's any particular religious doctrine that uh, that is prominent. I doubt that the, that the Kali uh, Chaktiism is that popular either, other than in the very um, Ordinary, excuse me, in religious sense, kind of a go to church on Sunday and religion for material remuneration. So that's a that's a interesting topic. But uh, with regard to your question and the future of Gaudiya Vaishnavism, I think that the Gaudiya Vaishnavism was brought to the Western world. And it was deposited there in the hands of uh, Westerners, and um, that um, for for good reason, 
and that um, through such people deeply influenced by Gaudiya Vaishnavism uh, or theoretically well acquainted and experientially through such with the tradition such people will be able to do something to uh, give shed a light on Gaudiya Vaishnavism that's really warranted that it, that it will have some be appreciated by thoughtful people in the world, you know, philosophically thinking people and so forth, that have some some influence on uh, the current of thought as as the the subject of consciousness is uh, explored more deeply and um, and um, as I was saying, I guess the the, the other day. It seems to be a very developed idea in, in, that, in that connection. I would put like Advaita Vedanta and Buddhism at the kind of the low end of it, real, real much closer to the material side and an easier leap for people. But, but I, th- I think that in the last, I mean, I'm no historian, but uh, in the last, uh, you know, since 50s and 60s and so forth on up in, 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 the, in, in the West, there has been considerable influence on the part of, uh, from the East, and it has made its way from non-educated people into the minds uh, of, of educa- educated people. I think they're a small number, but um, I think that, that um, there's good prospect for that to be, that to, be um, uh, to grow. I think that one of the greatest problems for Gaudiya Vaishnavism having a, a say, so to speak, or, or being influential in the, in the, in the thought world uh, in the future is, is its practitioners and their um, kind of fundamentalist orientation to the tradition, which is pretty widespread. So if it can be interfaced with educated, thoughtful people who can dissect it and get to the bottom of it and separate out what's really essential in that. It's it's a chintavedadeda, this whole notion of shakti and so forth and the prominence that it plays in, in Gaudi Vaishnav philosophy. I think that's exciting. That's an exciting, essential ideas. And that has, so that I think that has some great uh, potential. I mean, I'm, I'm talking about it, obviously, in a, in a very kind of ordinary way, not like Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is behind everything, and he's orchestrating the whole thing, and everybody's going to become Krishna conscious. Uh, I don't think that if you study Gaudiya Vaishnavism, that's really kind of what it says, actually. It really talks about an absolute that is, as I've said, involved in an, in an existential crisis of his own, which is a very extraordinary idea. And and um, exploring that, and this is what Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is, and it's he's really not very much about delivering the world. That's kind of a kind of a side effect, kind of a, a byproduct, and uh, and the whole concept of yugas, new avatars, and and so forth it doesn't really have to take much um, much of a central role, I don't think, in in. Uh, in explaining the significance of, of, of Chaitanya, Chaitanya Vaishnavism, 
So uh, to look at it like that uh, means to look at it as such that it's kind of a happening in the world of, deep in the world of consciousness that has an overflowing effect on the world that is a, that is a constitutive a combination of matter and, and, and spirit and, and at a time when it's exploring consciousness or, or, or it, it needs to, it, it, it sees the need and is looking for, for a direction in, in that regard. And as it goes in that direction, which I, I believe it, it will, this will be a rich vein, the richest vein that it could tap into, and, and, because, and very exciting because it, it just really puts together everything. All, you know, your rationalism and, and even empiricism and romanticism. It's all really nicely packaged together, bhakti Vedanta. So, I think it has great uh, prospect, but it needs to be given some. An year, and it has to have a voice. And I think there have been good voices in the past, relative to well, that have gotten the foot in the door in the modern world. lineage in particular has been, you know, the the lineage. I mean, in, in terms of making it available, giving it currency in the modern world, there's absolutely no, you know, every other lineage gets life from from this lineage. Of, uh, of Bhakti Vinod. So, he made an extraordinary contribution, and Bhakti Siddhanta Sarasvati Thakur as well, and uh, Bhakti Vinod Swami, Srila Prabhupada, Bhakti Rakshakshita, Dimbasandra, and Arlinge, these people have made a good contribution, but it really kind of, they're kind of like bringing it to the, to the doorstep of the Western world and begging people to take it, take it from here and, uh, you know, and uh, do something with it. That was certainly Prabhupada's vision. And um, as I said the other day in the sauna, we were sitting with Sridhar Marsh once, several of us sannyasis, young men, and he said, if I, only had, if I was younger and I had you, then we could do something. Yeah. Kind of like yeah, reliving the kind of preaching spirit and thinking if I had some really dedicated people like all of you, when I was younger, we could accomplish something. So, anyway, I think that um, it requires a very different approach to propagation, and it's a, it's it's a kind of, it's it's been and for good reason. It's been presented as a religious kind of movement, and with a lot of emphasis on religious dogma and so forth, which really has its its value. People need a handle to get involved, but I think it has to evolve to a point where it's spoken of in terms of the world of ideas and exploring ideas and, and the nature of consciousness and so forth. And then I don't I mean to say it will change its shape or necessarily, but uh, it's, it's, the emphasis is, has been more of, um, well, it, it should move in the direction of, like I'm saying, some exciting ideas something like that that's not a, like the, not presenting a mission and and uh, something to think about and explore and uh, it's just very uh, seems very rich as i said exciting potential and to interface that with what thought you know has come forward you know thus far east and west and so it seems very has uh, great uh, potential but um but uh, you know of of late it's it hasn't been 
going too much in that direction. You know, it's it's uh, there has been some some depth of what the teaching is about that's come forward more and um, been shared uh, in a wider circle. My rumors was a little tight tight lipped and made a very um, basic kind of presentation that was very effective obviously in in, uh, in many respects but um, since then this is this has been a kind of a progress what is the idea of Gaudi Vaishnav what does it involve and so forth and the ramifications of it are and more insight into the nature of the Prayogen and so forth made available through various sources and whatnot. I th- you know, I, I, that's, I think, progress. I, th- I think that, that has a lot of value. But um, that's been mostly a, a, a deepening of Gaudiya Vaishnavism of sorts amongst its own fold. Those who have already been influenced by, by Prabhupada in some way and who hasn't. <laughs> you know, everybody has. Every single person connected with Gaudiya Vaishnavism in the, in, the, in the Western world, and, and the majority of them in India, for that matter, too, have been affected directly, indirectly, gotten, you know, some following through that and whatnot. whatnot. So, so that's a that's a more of an inward kind of growth, which is important, but an outward growth, and it requires, I think, um, a license, which is there, but people don't seem to take it for practitioners in all st- stages to not to take the street with, with books but to write about Gaudiya Vaishnavism, to think about it themselves, to reflect upon it themselves and write about it. Like if you look at Buddhism for example, it's full of literature from practitioners in all walks of life thinking about the tradition, reflecting on it. And, They've taken a license in this regard. Uh, Prabhupada didn't give his disciples much of a license to do that, but Pujapatrita Maharaj used to tell us, well, Prabhupada told you to stop thinking, and now I'm here to tell you to start thinking about the things that he put inside of you, you know, when your mind's stopped. He stopped your mind long enough to put so many things inside, now you have to look at those, re-examine those, think about those now. But uh, unfortunately, you know, there's been a huge wave of fanaticism and and as as everybody's aware and shortcomings on the part of spiritual leadership it's really stunted the whole affair and and people have gravitated towards a so-called safe position which isn't safe at all which is a really stagnant position of not thinking not going forward or not um, coming back out so to speak I mean the problem like Shut so many people's minds and reasoning down with the the, the, the uh, measure of his bhava was extraordinary. People just stop thinking. Sun, moon, yeah, whatever. You know, sun's closer than the moon. Whatever it says, you know, yeah. They didn't think. No, they just stopped thinking by the power of his his bhava, and and they were practicing and they were making progress and so forth. But as he recedes by divine arrangement, then that reasoning should come back on again and reason about the experience and so forth and thoughtfully and, and all, but a lot of people then they, they don't and they hide away from their, their reasoning and, and they, 
they end up um, being the, the greatest impediment to, to the kind of future you would like Gaudi Vaishnavism to have. For it to be seen as something that really has intellectual integrity and spiritual depth, and it's not seen in either way of those ways. It doesn't appear to have intellectual integrity because it, it doesn't deal with issues that have a lot of thought has gone into in thoughtful ways in the world today. And it doesn't appear to have spiritual depth because his practitioners aren't, aren't that deep, perhaps, in, in, in often, and um, appears to be very, uh, uh, I mean, even amongst spiritual, alternative spiritual thinkers and so forth, uh, that do have influence and currency in the uh, intellectual integrity. They, they, they don't look at the Hare Krishna movement, you know, as a very deep spiritual movement. And, so the, the devotees don't seem to understand that the, the strategy, thought out or not, of Prabhupada, you know, whether he thought it out or it just happened in that way. I mean, it, it, it was a particular installment in time <coughs> in history. Um, I think this kind of this kind of analysis has to take place and reflection on on the whole thing in order to make sense out of it and, and get direction. But people are afraid to do that. In the name of in the name of honoring the guru, they're afraid to do that because they have a very shallow understanding of the phenomenon of uh, of guru tattva, and so they feel it might be sacrilegious or something to be objective about what happened, why, what was the history, how he presented it, why he presented it, what was the what was the result, what was the good of that, what was the potential downside, which will always be there, but to think there was a downside in any way. I mean, I'm speaking a bit relatively in, in one sense, in terms of preaching, which is, you know, relative, but um, certainly there. And so the, the, the unwillingness to look at it uh, critically like that and then, and, and then get direction, where to go from here. For the Western mind who's, that is aware of the, the thought currents in the society, that unwillingness is a huge, huge... Um, impediment and um, and it's ironic because the very principle that is meant to free us the, of, of the guru has, has become in many respects the the imprisonment of Gaudiya Vaishnavism in, in, in the world today imprisoning it and keeping it in a very small small space unto itself where it thinks it's really big <laughs> and, uh, and the whole world is in Maya you know, and, and everybody in the whole world's not taking it too seriously so uh, it's a big idea, but it's it's, it's 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 a lot bigger than most people who are involved in it um, realize, and um, so it really has to be kind of re 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 envisioned. And I, I think that that uh, there aren't a lot of people in the world doing that. That's that's. I mean, I think about it like that, obviously, but I have very few people I could talk to about it. To be honest with you. It's, uh, maybe I just don't know them, maybe they're there, but it's, I feel lacking in that regard because I feel a sense of urgency. I feel the the, the, the depth of what, I mean, Gaudiya Vaishnavism is. There's nothing more uh, richer philosophically and theologically than this. And the, 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 
available in, in, in my opinion and, and and so I you know it's it's like you want you want to give other people a chance to really to thinking people to think about that and that other people to think about how to do that with it's it's be like you're like alone in the alone in the woods or something you know calling out I'm a small person but Still, I have an interest like that. I mean, I'm very much identified with Bhaktivinoda Thakur's vision and and, uh, and his insight and so forth uh, of a relevant Gaudiya Vaishnava. That's our lineage, so how can he not? The Bhakti Siddhanta Sarsatari Prabhupada himself was like that. They made him so so static. He was so dynamic of a person. So, um, anyway, more some people uh, don't like like that. I mean, I'm not an educated person. I didn't barely got out of high school. There are some other people, many Gaudiya Vaishnavas from the West have good education and so forth. Some of you are better educated than me. So there's hope. Not that education is a prerequisite, but I mean, you're talking to an educated world if you want it to have, you know, it, 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 it's lost currency from what you're saying in Bengal. And it's not, you know, greater pop, you know, the, Population of Bengal is probably undereducated compared to, per capita compared to Finland or, or the United States or Britain or, or Poland, Sweden as may be the case. But um, so if you want you know that to have currency, you, you, some educated people are going to have to talk about it, or some very extraordinary spiritual person who can just cause people to to. Forget about thinking, <laughs> but uh, it's hard to do in the Western world. I think. I mean, Prabhupada was successful to a large extent, but it, it was a good. He was at a very critical time, also. It was, and and, and also Eastern thought was was kind of like newer on the scene. There's a lot now that's gone on in regard to the Eastern thought in the Western world amongst receptive. People and so forth. People from you know my generation, in particular, for example, who joined Prophet. So so many, so many, mm, um, much influence of Buddhism and yoga and so forth. So you know you have to talk about it a little differently than vegetarianism. You know reincarnation. You're not God. You know, these kind of things, which were important themes of Prophet's preaching. But there used to be a time when you could. In America, in the United States, you could go off to some city and just cook up a batch of halva, and you'd be making devotees, you know, and you, you didn't even know what Gaudiya Vaishnavism was. You hadn't, the Chaitanya Charitamrita hadn't even been published, you know, and you were making devotees, and you were one also. You know, it's a little different now, is my point. So, <laughs> thought, you know, has been ideas, concepts are out and about, and people have access you know, through the internet, for example, we have access. We were talking last night. We have access to more access to the contemporary thought at the time of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu than his own associates did. Hmm. You understand? You can know more about what the Buddhists were thinking and actually doing, or other sects even, at the time of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu than Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's associates had access to. And, you know, and they've commented too on some missions in, in, in small ways in, in, their, in the texts and so forth. You can find it in Krishna's Kaviraj Goswami, some comment on Madhva, some comment on Buddhism. You know, but how much he had access to what they were actually thinking at the time is to make a comment that would be 
interesting or compelling to them or that would depict them in a way that they felt they were accurately depicted is, is questionable. We have all that kind of access now. It's incredible. So, to then to be effective in this kind of time, you have to be a little bit, a little bit aware. You've got to educate yourself, I guess. Talk to educated people. Um, so I think you know. I think that, that, that it has a great uh, future, and it's, that it's on 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 uh, that, it, that it will realize its potential in terms of influencing the uh, the the the, uh, the um, our, our times this this um, uh, century, and who knows what things will happen, you know, geopolitically or whatnot. But, um, all kinds of shifts can take place, but if, but I think if there are some, and there will be devotees of substance thinking, you know, along these lines, what's the future of Gaudiya Vaishnavas? It's not just having some big group that, that's like a big religion. Hmm? I don't think that's the future of Gaudiya Vaishnavas. Some less groups, you know, or less less institutions probably would be more. Uh, likely, a better um, um, idea of of what it, the future of it would be like. Hmm. Uh, so, so that's why I, I mean, I feel satisfied with the books I write. I feel satisfied. They'll be appreciated by people who, 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 who someone will interest in Gaudiya Vaishnavism in a thoughtful way in the future. Now, you know, given the times and all, many people won't read my books because they they think, I don't know what they think, you know, what they know about me. They heard, you know, from other groups, you know, he's not, shouldn't be heard from, he doesn't do this, he doesn't follow that or whatever, you know, those kind of things. So it's, it's not, i got to bit of an undeserved bad reputation, so. Um, but I feel confident in the future generations. All such things are just, you know, silly and, and seen for what they are, are forgotten about or aren't even a topic. Books will be there and, and, um, and then, you know, they offer some, some good, I think, insight into the, the nature of Gaudiya Vaishnavism. And there's a little bit of interface with the modern world and, and I have two sides to me it's you know and it's kind of like Prabhupada's influence Sridhar Maharaj's influence one side is to is to like you know if you sit down with me and ask what book you're going to write I got like you know I'm going to you know I could write a book about what kind of book I want to write you know I've got so many ideas that I can't get going on either one of them so sometimes uh, but the two two of the strong pulls are just like really internal books like like you know, I have already written almost in my within the Ramana, the commentary on Ramana and the Sambhava, and I gave a series of lectures on that. So that's like that very internal kind of Gaudiya book, which is good. It's for people in the future in this age too, this time too. Um, but uh, the other side is like like interface. I'm interested in this idea of like. Western thought and Eastern thought, and how they haven't like how they're different, and why why they haven't come together, or to what extent they have, what points they touched in history, and what was the value of that, and how they might touch in the future and influence. Um, 
one other and so forth. I need to, need, I'm interested now in reading about Indian history and Indian, uh, Indian uh, secular, you know, well, overall, but secular and religious like history of, I've been reading about the thought current of the Western world. So I wanna, would like to do that about India. So I thought of, I'm thinking, I had that side of like reaching out, writing a popular type of, you know, book that's not like, like directly about what Gaudiya Vaishnavism is about, but it's about, nonetheless, what Gaudiya Vaishnavism is about in, in a, in a very different way for for ordinary uninitiated uninformed you know spiritually you know not even interested people kind of a thing um, so that's kind of the you know the outreach side and then the internal side probably was kind of outgoing shooting much as quite an inward uh, type of um, person so But yeah, I mean, it's something I something I think about the future of Gaudiya Vaishnavism. Hmm. I also think about it in this way. I think if I could get one person who could get it, <laughs> then I would feel satisfied. One person that could really understand it and, and and represent it theoretically at least as well as I could, then you know, what can you do? I mean, one person can only do so much. But I I think about that. I think yeah. Keep the current life. It's not in my hands. I mean, it's in Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's hands. I do. I do think that is that uh, again. He's not like watching over. And sometimes people have this kind of picture. He's like watching over, and they even think like that. Prabhu's kind of watching over and letting things go this way, and he's going to change it this way. This is very, very um, kind of. Well, he's not. That's not what's Let's just say that's not what's happening. <laughs> that's not what it's what it's about. Again, it's 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 really not about yoga dharma as much as it's about the existential crisis of the absolute. I mean, that's just an extraordinary idea. So it's an it's an overflow. It's 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 um, so and, and that's ongoing. I mean, it's you know it's eternal eternal mo- moment. There's only touched, you know, the earth in a sense, the ideas, the thought, the, the, the actual appearance of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu uh, 500 years ago, so. Hmm. But to get a, cl- a climate going like there was at the time after Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, thinking people, hmm, writing about him and experience, and there were so many poets and writers and so forth. And... Um, and you know, yeah, it recedes to the background, and that seems to be the way these uh, things go. And that's for some reason. And someone comes forward, like a Bhaktivinoda, and reaches out in a particular way. And it's receding now, you know, to the, to the background to get some some footing to go to go forward in another direction. There's no doubt about it. It needs a new direction, and it will come. You know, it will come. And it will be somewhere along the lines of what I'm speaking about, in my opinion. Hmm. Become an, a thought, a thought, an idea, rather than a mission joining kind of. Not that there won't be spiritual practice and so on and so forth. It'll be some de- deconstruction of it and and it, and 
than a, an embrace of the essentials of that. And it will fit in with everything that's true. Rather than be appear to be opposed to things that are that are true. Which is what happens sometimes, isn't it? It appears that the book says something that's 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 verifiably, you know um, otherwise. And so put that together and show that it's not actually what it says, or if it says that, why, and that kind of thing needs to be needs to be done. Like I heard one sannyasi in another group had said that even if they fly me to the moon, I will not believe that they have gone there, or that it's is it closer than the sun, or is it further away? I don't even know what it, which is it. Which it's closer, right? The sun's, yeah, 93 million miles away. My grammar school education is coming back. To me. 93 million miles away. So, um, you know, you still believe that the, that the, that the sun is closer than the moon, even if they fly me to the moon. And the fact is, practically speaking, we have been flown to the moon. I mean, in, in as much as the Bhagavatam says other things. It says that the, the sun has its own orbit and so forth. And, and um, you know, if that was true, we wouldn't be enjoying a, a, many of the things that we are in, in modern society that have come from, from you know, the, the heliocentric uh, you know worldview and and a cosmology that's that's different than the Bhagavatam. Mm-hmm. So we have been to the moon. If you understand what I, what I mean, I mean we're we're living. On a, on the basis of a cosmological understanding that's different from the Bhagavatam, and as the sannyasi, you know, writes on the computer, you know, you wouldn't have it if it weren't for that. You know, <laughs> he's already gone. He's standing on the moon. He doesn't realize it, and he says, "If they take me, somehow confused can you be? Hmm? If they take me to the moon, sir, you're on the moon. Hmm? Do you understand? Hmm? You're already living in a different cosmology than the one in the Bhagavatam, and in everyday life, hmm. so you got to bring that in in reality in relation to to the es- essence of of Gaudiya Vaishnavism, and uh, you know put that together and so these kind of things are what I think are are, are the future you know, of, of Gaudiya Vaishnavism. And we you know if we find it, Bhaktivinotaka was was all all about that really. Hmm. And, um, and he, despite his, you know, he he did a he did a, a short commentary on the Das Avatar in relation to evolution, you know, Matsya, Kurma, so from aquatics to uh, amph- amphibians, reptiles, amphibians, up the ladder of you know, more complex forms of life, and he did a whole, it was a short attempt to kind of bring that to the, the, the that there's a, there's a, 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 an outreach from the Godhead that corresponds with the evolution of the species, and, and so forth. It's pretty creative. I mean, it's, it's not very well done in terms of everything that's been thought about in regard to evolution, for example, now, a hundred some years later, but, at the time, it was quite 
interesting thought. Well, first time I look at it, well, that's, well, that's different and, and good. And so that's the kind of thing that needs to be done. And that's, that's the kind of the, our particular party bar. That's its, well, if you want to call it the Bhakti Road party bar, we do. And that's what it has much to do with that. But there's not much going on in that regard. So it looked like the future is bleak. But I think it's a pause. And I think that, as I said, that, that, that in, in the interim, during the pause, there is more information and insight about Gaudiya Vaishnavism and, and essence and so forth that is filtered down, and, and that's, that's valuable. And, um, and there are members that are probably making you know, good, good, good progress in all different lineages and whatnot. And... and uh, I, I, I think that I think that the, to be honest with you, I think that the time of the uh, the Indian guru coming to the West and and um, captivating everyone is is probably seeing better days. Hmm. Be honest with you, hmm. but um, <laughs> because it requires uh, Gaudiya Vaishnavism an explanation that 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 really. At this point, that really understands the psychology, the mindset of the people that it's talking to, and those cultural differences are pretty huge. Unless it's an it's it's a unless it's a Westernized you know Indian guru who's got education and like a Gorbi Jai or something you know he's got like a Western mind you know kind of a person. You understand? Whereas in the past, Indian guru could come, and it was a new phenomenon. Of course, he was a qualified guru and had powerful influence, and and so forth. And the top, the subject was was new enough that interesting enough. But now he, there's enough awareness about Eastern philosophy, but you, you want to really understand it deeply. And so this, this, this the, 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 that's why you have, for example, in the past even. The idea in Bhakti Hari Bhakti Vilas that a Brahmin should take initiation from a Brahmin. This is in, with regard to Gaudiya Vaishnava. Sudha should take initiation from a Sudha because it's a different psychology, and so they'll know the psychology, and then there's so there's the, the, the capacity to communicate ideas hmm, and uh, explain them, and have them assimilated, will be um, enhanced that much more. Of course, the overriding spiritual principle is you should be initiated by a qualified guru. But if the two can be combined, you have a qualified guru and he or she comes is of the same psychological kind of mindset and so forth, then you have the best of both worlds in terms of communicating the message. And so the West needs something like that. So I don't foresee, like, some people are waiting for the next whatever, you know, Indian superstar to come and just dazzle everybody, the, the, the pure devotee, you come and everybody will, will just understand, you know. Yeah. He'll, have to, he'll have to be able to explain things really well, regardless of his spirituality. Hmm. This is, uh, especially with the critical Western mind, and, and, and again, the critical Western mind that's interested in spirituality has had a fair amount. There are books out there about Eastern spirituality and so forth, and and so they require more 
explanation at this point. So, so some thoughts there about uh, the future of Gaudiya Vaishnavism. It's kind of been placed at the doorstep of Western people, and, and that's the, you know the Western people are leading the whole world, and for better or worse. So, you know, such a person, such Western persons, will have to take that and 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 run with it. And certainly, that's what Prabhupada wanted. I mean, he said it when he said, "Use your Western intelligence to." You know, spread this, and and um, it's unfortunate. But if you if you if you flex your intelligence with regard to Gaudiya Vaishnavism, and amongst in the midst of many of his his students, you'll be you'll be suspect or or labeled heretical. Hmm? I mean, I know. I mean, half the things I say, people don't hear. But even amongst they, what I do, they think it's heretical ideas. You know, but I don't really care much for it. I'm not interested in that. I mean, I'm interested in what you're talking about. I'm, I'm interested in the future of Gaudiya Vaishnava. It doesn't lie in collecting up some some followers who like you or whatever. I understand, you know, something about what you're saying. You need a few people to help you out and so forth. But this is like collecting a bunch of people and, and, and then having a, you know, and you become popular. So all kinds of people come and it becomes a super dysfunctional group. It's not, you know, the future of Gaudiya Vaishnavism. It's, it's, it's. The, the thinking persons have to embrace it and rethink it. Hmm? Not that, it, not that, not that it, they're going to add something to it. They're going to find out more about it and and understand it in in relation to where they are. I mean, most Gaudiya Vaishnavas don't even know where they are. They don't, like I said, they don't realize they're living on the moon. They have no idea. They've already gone there. They don't, so they don't even know where they are. You know, I mean, I suppose they 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 go and practice, and they can live in their own world and and, and make internal progress and so forth. But in terms of of being relevant in the world, which they so want to do, which is indicative of the fact that they're not really deep spiritually, because and you wouldn't worry about it, except for you know an outreach kind of a thing that you're. You're burdened with by your parampara, you know, the, the responsibility, or or your your, you know, it's an overflow. You're inspired, but um, I mean, it's, I guess it's it's theoretically possible they can be. Yeah, I, I've met I've met people like that, who, you know, are deep in Gaudiya Vaishnavism, but but are in their own kind of world, so to speak, and and um, that's okay. But that's not the future. Of Gaudiya Vaishnavism, unless you think the future is just one person becomes pure each, you know, generation and hangs on there like that, it's kind of not very realistic and understanding of of the lineage and how how it works and so forth. So anyway, it's just yeah, it's just so um, it has so much to offer. Gaudiya Vaishnavism is so rich, and Krishna. Hmm. Such a, I mean, like we said the other day, in terms of God, the candidates for God. I mean, who's, who's out there? You can bring them forward, line them up, you know, and take your pick. I mean, I don't know, I don't know how anybody would pick someone other than Krishna if you put the leading figures up there. I really don't. <laughs> it's mind-boggling to me. There's no comparison. If you could just kind of play it out, like Puri Marsh wanted to write a book like that. As I think I mentioned that, you know, who are the candidates? You know, why Krishna is the best candidate? 
I think Christianity plays a lot, puts a lot of stress on history. It's a historical fact. But the historical fact is, you know, that there was a Jesus. But what happened is another thing. That's where the facts start getting, you know, well, questionable in whose eyes what happened when and so forth. But they think we put a lot of, a lot of stress on that. Anyway, they don't have a lot of currency anyway. Christianity is not a lot of currency in the, in the Western world. No religion does. If any do, anything does, I think it is the Eastern, Eastern spirituality has the most credit amongst intellectual people since the time of, uh, you know, of, of, Dar of Darwin, practically, when it was a, there was a huge crisis in the Western world, religious crisis. A lot of people, like, lost the faith, but they, but they still wanted spirituality. So, people like Vivekananda and there were sent some some Buddhists were there to kind of help out, and, and they would say, "Here, we don't cont our our tradition doesn't contradict this entirely. We don't have to have one or the other." The Catholics were like that too, to their credit. Actually, they don't have a problem with evolution, for example. They say that's what the Pope says. But, um, but at any rate, yeah. I think you know, and the other side of it is there's there's it's never ever going to go away. The the the, the human yearning for uh, fulfillment has to include spiritual fulfillment. It's just it, this is because it's the nature of the reality of, of the soul. That it, it there is a soul and it needs fulfillment. It needs to feel itself. It is feeling itself in human society more than ever, and so. Than, than in any other species of life, and so it's never ever going to go, go away, no matter what you know you prove and attest to. Or it's it's it's, it's absolutely um, um, resilient. Nothing will ever crush in human society the religious and spiritual kind of necessity. Nothing will ever put it out because it's the it's the it's the reality. It'll always come to the surface, no matter what seems to be found out otherwise or contradictory. And so, if it'll just come around another corner and keep coming, and and uh, and as I say, Gaudiya Vaishnava has certainly a lot, to, a lot to offer. It's so so rich of a spiritual vein, and it's frustrating to think that people don't haven't tapped into understand what it's about. Explored the depths of it, and it's presented often such in such a so superficial way, or uh, a um, with all types of cultural uh, baggage. Some of which, of course, is nice. Some of which is just gets gets in the way. <clears throat> it's really a, really a shame. But this is anyway, as I see the pause, and uh, and it you know it it it, it went a ways, in quite a ways. It's gotten life. It got into. The academic community, who is Chaitanya Mahaprabhu? I mean, I don't think uh, what's that fellow's name, Bashum, who wrote the wonder that was India. I never read it. Did you ever read it? It was a he's a Indologist, I think, and it's a big tome. Uh, I don't know when it came out, quite some time ago, but I, I don't think there's even mention of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu in there, or Dr. Radhakrishnan. Uh, he, you know, he did some things like that. I don't think. But now 
he's everywhere, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, if you want to talk about um, Indian spirituality, Vedanta, so he always comes up in academia. That's Prabhupada's credit. I mean, Prabhupada did enormous. I mean, it's the, the, the despite the plight of the present uh, day followers of Prabhupada and their being in many respects, as I said, the, the, the greatest impediment to its spreading uh, further, um, he did with their help, and an, an enormous made a, just a, an enormous in, in, installment and outreach and, and take, taking it from an obscure, I mean really obscure um, Indian religion from, you know, Bengal where, as you said, it's fading to Vrindavan, which is, you know, was just um, an unknown place practically. It, it has international fame now, Vrindavan, and uh, and uh, the uh, Shankar. I just had a total lockdown on you know this is Indian philosophy, Dvaita Vedanta. Just that's it. Locked and thrown away the key. No one else had it had a had a chance to come to the microphone. You know, but all the, like Bhakti Vinod had once said that the, these different forces and pradayas they'll all come together under the banner of Gaudiya Vaishnavism. We don't find that it's happened, but in another sense, we do. They've all gotten credibility in the modern world from Gaudiya Vaishnavism. Ramanuja, they have so much credibility, scholars taking up interest. It's all because of, because of Gaudiya Vaishnavism and our Paribar in particular. That's where it all comes from. Such power in that. Uh, and, uh, and, and Shankar's monopoly, it's just, you know, it's, it's, it, just doesn't, it just doesn't exist anymore. I mean, that Shankar's Vedanta was, that's it, that's Vedanta, and by the way, that's the perennial philosophy of Huxley, and, and also, you know, pretty much, Vedanta became pretty much synonymous with the perennialist's idea, of, uh, which is a really interesting idea, and Bhakti Vinod was a, was a kind of a perennialist also, I, I like that, but um, it's, it, it's, uh, it's not like that anymore. That's all due to Prophet's credit. You know, his kid hammering in a way to just like think you think like enough, Prophet, enough, you know. <laughs> against my lot. I mean the verse doesn't really say that, but here you are using it in that way to just hammer it again and again and again and, but you know, it's 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 it it, it may, you know it it may insult your literary sensibilities, but repetition, you know, has value. <laughs> He's trying to make a point. I mean he he was Alone out there, and and you know if there were, to say, if there was any interest in Vedanta, it's all Advaita Vedanta. He did a fantastic job, an enormous contribution. That has to be displaced, that Advaita Vedanta, in order to give room for theistic Vedanta to <clears throat> to have some some standing. So, and you know, he gave his own. Pranama, Nirvishesha, Shunyavadi, Paschatadesatarani, Gauravani, Pracharane. And that really, he wrote that Pranama and it characterized him. And you think, well, you know, what, people ask why he didn't talk about, you know, Manjari Bhav or whatever. Well, there's a good reason why. This is what he was doing. This is what he, what he was. He said it himself. 
he characterized himself like this. This is his mission, and that's what he was empowered to do. I mean, other things as well, but that was one of the main focuses. Krishna's two Bhagavan Swayam, and Mayavad is, you know, is is is, is an abyss of, you know, non-theistic, and it's 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 not what Revelation says, and so on and so forth. That's a huge, huge contribution. It's staggering to think the extent to which. Um, he displaced that. It's all him and his followers in the wake are, you know, ranting against my body. You know, I come and I'm like a softer kind of approach to it, but, you know, times change and uh, the same purpose I have in mind. But, but um, you know, you, you, you don't have to, you don't have to, you don't have to deal with the opposition in a sense in the same way anymore because this position is different. It's been relegated. It's been seen through and, and it's and so you know you have to see it for what it is i mean other people would take that lead that current and then they would think about it and they might not even know it's you know how it came from their interest came from through you know Prabhupada and his his thrust and so forth but um so that's again a, a huge step for Gaudiya Vaishnavism hmm? huge and um, you know, then the mission and whatnot, and then then now it's in some kind of a, like I say, pause and reflection. Some internal uh, development is there, and and um, an understanding of the theory. Now it can come down a little bit more amongst the devotees, and then that gets abused, and that has to be dealt with too. Um, but um, it'll go forward again. You all have the part, I'm sure. Right? You'll open our center in Sweden, right? <laughs> we have an interest in that. We have Prahlad Machine wants a center in, in, in Sweden also. You live in Sweden, right? You're from Sweden. You can all join together and we'll have some representation there. Okay. Well, of course, missions are hard to maintain, as I said. But groups, people who need to get together and discuss and have sangha and do kirtan. So, what else? What do you think? Are you going to start something in London? <laughs> <laughs> I was wondering if there's something we can take from Islam, because I've heard that there. Um, I mean, more people are converting to Islam than any other faith or spirituality. Yeah, I've heard that too. That seems quite evident. Why do you think more people are converting to Islam than to any other faith? I'm not too sure. Not and, and what kind of people are they? I'm not sure. Um, but it's not the kind of people that I'm talking about interesting in Gaudiya Vaishnavism, I don't think. Um, I'm not very um, familiar with Islam. I never read the, the Quran. I never read the Bible either. Not one page. So, um, I was a Catholic, though. Altar boy and everything. Catholic high school, too. I don't know why I never read the Bible. <laughs> <It's just laughs> Nobody gave me one, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> uh, 
But um, Islam is um, doesn't have much of a future, even though it has more converts than anyone else. My opinion is it doesn't have much of a future in in the world. Hmm. Hopefully, it'll go out, fade out peacefully, <laughs> but it might not. Um, The um, the kind of uh, esoteric branch of Islam, I think, is Sufism, and it's influenced by the way to Vedanta. You can study it historically, but it's a, it's, a, it's a mix of Islam and the way to Vedanta, basically. Hmm. So, I don't know how much esoteric side it has to unto itself. It seems a very I don't know I don't know much about it, but I don't think it has much of a future. What can we take, did you say from Islam? Huh. Um, we need to take something from them. And maybe give them something. I don't know. I don't think that Islam has much to offer. Um, I don't think it's... I mean, you know, we're talking about philosophy and thought and so forth. And and uh, I, I don't even... If you were to take Gaudiya Vaishnavism, and, and, and you shouldn't do this, but let's say you were, if you were to take Gaudiya Vaishnavism and take all the um, description of the leelas and everything and, 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 and look at them all symbolically, hmm? and um, rather than more literally, I mean, they can be looked at symbolically, and they are. The deity is a symbolic representation, and, and the descriptions of the leela are, they're not complete, they don't convey the whole experience of what it is and so forth. Gaudi Vaishnavism will always be different than what you think it is because it's not a product of thinking about it. It's a product of going beyond the mind and it doesn't answer to the mind. So, I mean, but there'll be some semblance because the descriptions in the Bhagwat, the deity and so forth, these are like symbolic representations. I don't mean that as, in a way as to say that there is no Lila or something like that. But but, but, but if, if someone took like a you know, a, uh, uh, took all that out. So you'd be still left with a rich philosophy. Hmm? You follow what I'm saying? And I don't know. I thought about this morning. I thought if you took away, you know, okay, the virgin birth and the parting of the waters and the Red Sea and, you know, the resurrection, and then what would you have left? I don't know. In, in Christianity, for example, and... Uh, Comparatively, hmm? you follow me, and and same I think holds true with with Islam. As far as like thought and thought about consciousness, I mean, as far as I know, Islam and and Christianity do not have a clear, on a subject understanding of of the soul of consciousness. From everything I've read, I haven't read much about Islam, but. 
Do you understand? Some kind of body, spirit, mind. Uh, it's kind of... Which is... And this is just like a very, like, the, the 